0: Good, everyone, and welcome back to the Mayo Media Network. My name's Griffin Swanson, and I'm here to break down the Monday Night Football game between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers, projecting to be a pretty damn good game here between the division rivals. And so I got a couple of prize picks that I want to talk about that I like for this game, and then we're going to dive into my spreadsheet, breaking down my favorite plays for the DraftKings showdown slate. But before we do that, don't forget to like this video and subscribe to the channel. Pat and his team at the Mayo Media Network have football content coming out all season long, Monday through Sunday. We don't want you to miss out on any of that. And for you podcast people, you can head on over to the Apple Pods or Spotify and find all of the content there. Make sure to leave a five-star review while you're at it. But let's go ahead and kick things off here with a couple of prize picks that I like for this Monday night showdown. All right, so I'm over on the prizepicks.com website here now. Just look at how many different sports we can pick from. We got college football, NFL, MLB, MMA, some early NBA props, and a number of different player props here as well. So a lot of different ways that we can mix and match when it comes to prize picks. Now, for those of you who haven't signed up yet and want to do so, or maybe want to sign up in the future, make sure you use code MMN upon sign up for up to a $100 match deposit. It is completely free money too, house money. as soon as you put your deposit in prize picks will match that it's not like some of these other DFS sites where you have to earn it back by playing a bunch of contests no not here as soon as you put your money in you'll see that deposit or match deposit come in for prize picks again just make sure you're using code MMN upon sign up now I got my eye on two props here for this Monday night showdown between the Raiders and the Chargers just look at how many props prize picks has out right now though just oodles and oodles from you to choose from we're gonna focus in on this Monday night game here obviously, but needless to say, there's a lot out there right now. You can see nine just for this Monday night game here too. And the one that I like is Austin Eckler over 33 and a half receiving yards. He's been able to hit the over here in his past two games, and he really didn't even get involved in week one in the passing game, which was A rarity it was an outlier for a guy like austin eckler this is one of the best pass catching running backs in the nfl now he's made up for it here over the past two weeks he saw nine targets in week two and six targets last week he caught all of those targets as well so he's 15 for 15 and he hit 61 in 52 receiving yards in each of the past two games as well think he gets it done on monday night Two here against this raiders defense who's allowing on average 32 receiving yards to opposing running backs to start the season, and they've yet to play a pass catching back like Austin Eckler. So, the first pick that I like here is Eckler over 33 and a half receiving yards. And then I'm actually going to stick with Austin Eckler with this other prop as well. We're going to head on over to the touchdowns. Now, this is not rushing or receiving specific. We just need him to score, period. So, I'm going to take the over on half a touchdown there. We just need him to get one. You know, I mentioned earlier, one of the best pass catching running backs and a guy who can catch catch receiving touchdowns, but what was even more intriguing to me here is the number of opportunities that he's getting inside of the red zone. He's tied for six amongst all running backs for touches inside the red zone, so within 20 yards. He's tied for seventh with the most touches inside the 10-yard line and tied for 10th with the most touches inside the five-yard line. So this guy's being used in all aspects of the game. Like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if he scores a receiving touchdown, but I really love the way that he's being used here inside of the red zone. just rushing the ball too so don't need a rushing touchdown don't need a receiving touchdown specifically we just need him to score period and i think he's gonna do that here in this monday night game against the raiders so to recap here the two props that i like are austin eckler over 33 and a half receiving yards and eckler over one touchdown again not receiving or rushing specific we just need him to score and again we can approach this two different ways right the flex play or the power play if we go the power play route we will need both picks to hit but it does increase the payout. Again, for those of you who want to sign up, make sure you use code MMN upon doing so for up to a $100 match deposit. But all right, folks, let's dive into the spreadsheet here, breaking down that DraftKings showdown slate. Now, as always, we're gonna kick things off here in the top left-hand corner of this spreadsheet, going over the Vegas odds. You can see the Chargers are home favorites here at minus 170 and a minus three and a half spread. Raiders coming in at plus 150. And then we got an over-under there right now at 51 and a half. Definitely some shootout potential in this game here. And then I got those showdown stats as well. If you've watched any of these videos to start the year, you've probably seen these. But for those of you who are new to this video, let me pop on over to these quick. I'm gonna go through them relatively fast here. Uh, but just know these are showdown stats from last year in regards to the top 1% of NFL showdown lineups. So number one there, 92% of all showdown lineups rostered at least one quarterback, and of those top 1% lineups, 96% had a quarterback as well. Number two, 33% of all lineups rostered a wide receiver at captain. Of the top 1%, 31.4% had a wide receiver at captain as well. Number three, 57% of the top 1% of lineups rostered a captain from the team favored to win. So in this example here from the chargers number four run it back an opposing quarterback wide receiver or tight end was included in 88.9 percent of winning lineups that rostered a quarterback wide receiver or tight end from the other team at captain number five ignore defense and kickers in the captain spot very rarely does that work only 1.1 percent of the time last year for the top one percent of lineups and number six don't play more than two kickers or defenses in the same lineup usually one is fine. But all right, everyone, let's go ahead and dive into my favorite plays here, kicking it off with the captains. And y'all know the drill when it comes to these showdowns. What I do is I list out a captain from both sides of this game. First one I got there is Darren Waller for the Raiders. And look, this Chargers defense has been good to start the year, but the one position they've kind of struggled against has been the tight end. They've been fantastic at shutting down opposing wide receivers, but been a bit susceptible when it comes to tight ends, allowing 18.2 DraftKings points per game throughout the first three games, and that's the sixth most across the NFL. And Waller, while he kind of acts like a wide receiver, he still fits in in kind of that tight end mold, playing out of the slot. He will play out wide too, but they mix him around enough to I'm really not too concerned about him facing those top end cornerbacks for the most part throughout this game and those cornerbacks have played well to say the least and Waller here does lead the team in both air yards at 26 percent and targets at around 25 percent clearly the number one target for Derek Carr Now, Henry Ruggs has kind of stepped up his game this year and Brian Edwards has looked pretty good too but Darren Waller is the captain for me I wouldn't mind putting in someone like Josh Jacobs here as well assuming he has his full role on Monday night, but that's the big question mark, right? Is he gonna get a full workload after missing the past two weeks? So I'll touch on that more as we get into the flex plays, but Darren Waller is my favorite captain play for the Raiders on Monday night and then on the Chargers side I like Keenan Allen he's the fourth most expensive Charger player which is really nice value in my opinion Justin Herbert Mike Williams and Austin Eckler are all priced above Keenan Allen and I thought he would have been the second most expensive player now look I know Mike Williams has been balling out throughout the first three weeks but Keenan Allen is still the most targeted wide receiver on this team you can see there he leads the team with a 27 percent target share and is second on the team in air yards with 32 percent uh, that's not a low number by any means. Yes, Mike Williams is slightly ahead, but uh, again, I was just kind of surprised to see Keenan Allen this cheap. He's not super cheap, but the fourth most expensive Charger? Yeah, sign me up for that. He scored 17.8, 19, and 22 DraftKings points throughout the first three games. This guy is damn near locked into 10-plus targets week in and week out. The chemistry between him and Herbert has been very real since Herbert came in last year. So I like him here. You know, I do like Herbert as well. Mike Williams or even Eckler in the captain spot, but it's going to be Keenan Allen for me. Come Monday night now moving on down here to the flex place kicking it off with both quarterbacks something you'll probably see me highlight in 99% of these showdown spreadsheets you know I go back to stat number one here 92% of all showdown lineups rostered a quarterback last year and of the top 1% lineups 96% had a quarterback as well so it's almost inevitable that you're putting a quarterback in your showdown lineup and I don't mind either one of these guys here in this showdown slate you know Herbert here has a great floor and a great ceiling He's yet to score below 18 DraftKings points this year, and barely did that last year either. With a ceiling of 30-plus DraftKings points, we saw him do that last week. He's got some sneaky rushing upside as well. Hasn't really needed to use his legs a whole lot this year. His arm is fantastic, don't get me wrong, uh, but a guy who does have some sneaky upside running the ball, and just weapons galore to throw to. You can stack him up with Keenan Allen, you can stack him up with Mike Williams, or even Austin Eckler, who again is one of the best pass-catching running backs in the NFL so I like him here you could even sneak him in the captain spot if you wanted to but Herbert Carr I'll for sure have one of these guys in each of my showdown lineups and for that matter Derek Carr has been fantastic to start the year there's a lot of people who are arguing he's the front runner when it comes to the MVP he's topped 25 plus DraftKings points in each of the first three games this year has thrown over 300 passing yards in each of those games and multiple touchdowns too this guy's been lights out needless to say you know he's got some weapons you can stack them up with as well Darren Waller obviously Henry Ruggs Brian Edwards or even someone like Kenyon Drake if the game script goes the right way I'll touch on that more when I talk about Kenyon Drake but if you foresee the Raiders playing from behind in this game it might make sense to do a little stack like that as well but Derek Carr really has been fantastic and again want to get one of these guys in each of my showdown lineups now I kind of name dropped him earlier when I was talking about Keenan Allen but Mike Williams has balled out to start the year for The Chargers. You know, he's had some great games in the past, right? And really, the biggest cause for concern when it comes to him is staying healthy. That's not something we've seen him do throughout the course of his career. I'm really hoping he can stay healthy this year because he is just off to an incredible start. You can see there 22.1, 22.2, and 36.2 DraftKings points in the first three games. He leads the team in air yards around 34%. So, like I said, slightly above Keenan Allen, but he's seen at least nine targets in each game game this year as well that's very encouraging so you could definitely put him in the captain spot I was a bit surprised to see him more expensive than Keenan Allen but I'm 100% okay with that he he rightfully deserves that price bump up I mean he has outscored Keenan Allen in every game this year I mean not by a whole lot uh, but certainly been the better of the two players again I still like Keenan Allen in the captain spot but you could make the argument for either one of these guys. And he's definitely used a little bit more in the red zone, a guy who can go up and make those contested catches. And boy, has he made them this year. I like him at 10.2, whether you want to put him in the captain spot or flex play, I'm definitely going to have some exposure to Mike Williams. And then we got Austin Eckler there, the guy who I really like when it comes to prize picks in this Monday night game. Think you could put him in the captain spot as well. He's really started to find his groove here over the past two games, getting involved in the passing game. like I said he saw 15 targets in the past two and caught all 15 of those targets he's got a 20% target share as a running back I mean just that just in itself shows you that this guy is one of the best pass catching running backs in the game very rarely are you gonna see running backs getting a 20% target share that's why I like the over on a showdown prop of 33 and a half receiving yards for prize picks so like him at 9.6 here again you can use him in the flex play or captain spot I think he's gonna be just fine here in this matchup against the Raiders. Raiders defense has been a little bit better this year from what we've seen over the past couple, but I think the Chargers are going to be able to score points against them. Now the next play here is one you're going to have to keep an eye on. Josh Jacobs has missed the past two games due to an ankle injury, but he's practiced in full here as of Friday and Saturday, so I am expecting him to play. And the Chargers, as good as they have been at stopping opposing wide receivers this year, they, for the life of them, cannot stop the run. They're allowing 170 rushing yards per game to a posing running backs. I mean, that's just a ridiculous number. It's the most in the NFL. I saw that and I said, well, how do I not highlight one of these Raiders running backs? Now, if Jacobs does not play due to this ankle injury again, I'm 100% okay with going with Peyton Barber too. He's looked pretty good here over the past two games. Not really sold on Peyton Barber, the player, but the Raiders seem to be using him in all the right ways. So again, I'm expecting Jacobs to play, but if he doesn't, I like Barber. Like I said, had to mention at least one of these running backs based off of the number of rushing yards that the Chargers are allowing to start the season. We then got Henry Ruggs here, and look, I've talked about it a couple times now. This Chargers defense has been elite at stopping wide receivers this year, so if you want to fade the wide receivers for the Raiders, I wouldn't be opposed to that. You know, you still got Darren Waller, you still got Josh Jacobs and or Peyton Barber, and then Kenyon Drake there too, but I I wanted to highlight at least one of these wide receivers, and for me it was Henry Ruggs. You got Hunter Renfro, who's looked pretty good too, and I almost highlighted him, but he's got a pretty tough matchup in the slot. With that being said here, Ruggs has kind of started to find his groove over the past two games. He's got seven targets in each of those games and his top 78 receiving yards. He's second on the team in air yards too with 25.7%. That's really what this guy is notorious for. Taking the ball deep, he's a speedster, and he can score a touchdown really at any point in the game from anywhere on the field. He's got that Tyreek type game-breaking speed. He is not Tyreek Hill, I'm not saying that, but that's really what they drafted for him for in the first round last year they drafted him above jerry judy cd lamb and justin jefferson they want to use his speed and they want to get him a couple deep balls every single game. We're gonna see that once again, even though this Chargers defense has been elite at stopping wide receivers, it's not crazy to think that Ruggs catches one or two balls deep and maybe even scores a touchdown. Now, when it comes to rostering Kenyon Drake, it is a bit game script dependent. If you think the Raiders are gonna be playing with a lead in this game, then you probably don't wanna play Kenyon Drake. However, if you expect the Raiders to be losing, especially in the second half of this game, then Kenyon Drake is a better play. He's a guy that's not gonna rush the ball a whole lot, but has been involved pretty consistently in the passing game you can see there he's got at least five targets in every single game this year and if the Raiders are losing they're only going to use him more as the game progresses if they're down one or two scores heading into the third fourth quarter then they're going to use Kenyon Drake a lot more than that of Josh Jacobs or Peyton Barber so again game script dependent um, but I'm expecting the Raiders to be playing from behind so I certainly don't mind him here and again Derek Carr has been very good in general thrown for over 300 passing yards in each of the first two games so you could even do a little stack there with him if you wanted to making your lineup a little more contrarian we then got Daniel Carlson there the kicker for the Raiders who has been great to start the year his numbers really speak for themselves he's nine for nine when it comes to hitting field goals and he's got a leg on him as well he's a guy who can hit from 50 plus yards out, but just look at his DraftKings numbers there 11, 13, and 17 DraftKings points to start the season. That is absolutely crazy for a kicker. Probably not sustainable, but when you're hot, you're hot. This guy has the hot leg right now, can't seem to miss, so I'm not going to be afraid to play him in this Monday night showdown. Honestly, based off of those DraftKings numbers, he probably should be priced around. $45 45 maybe even $5,000 so I'm looking at this as a discount and then if you're looking for a high risk high reward play on this showdown slate look no further than Jalen Guyton the number three wide receiver in this Chargers offense he's playing around 66% of the offensive snaps this year which is very encouraging just doesn't see a lot of targets you know Mike Williams Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler usually take those from him but he does lead the team with a 9.88 a dot average depth of target so he's got that deep threat appeal we really haven't seen him take a deep ball to the house this year. Year. We saw it a handful of times last year though, and that's what you're going to get here at $2,400. Kind of a make or break play. So if you're looking for a low priced option with a bit of upside, that's Jalen Guyton for me. All right, everyone, that is going to wrap up this showdown video here for today. As always, thank you all for taking the time out of your day to watch these videos. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the Mayo Media Network. Like I said, they got football content coming out Monday through Sunday all season long, and you don't want to miss out on any of that. And as a reminder, for those of you who want to sign up for prize picks, make sure you use code MMN upon sign up for up to a $100 match deposit. Now, I hope y'all had a great Sunday and won some money. Let's keep that rolling into Monday as well. I'm out of here.
1: Hey, what's going on, guys? This is your boy, LQ, Mr. Real Deal Fantasy HQ. This is the Fantasy Football Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. Make sure you guys download the app, hit the link in the bio, check out prizepicks.com, sign up using promo code MMN, and you guys will be set up for success because they're matching up to 100 bucks on your first deposit. That's literally free money, people. So go do it now. It's not too late. So today's show, we have a great show, week four recap, where I'm giving you the studs and some duds, and we're going to be talking about the injury recap. Unfortunately, that is the least you know thing I want to cover, but we have to get the injuries out of the way. Then I got some early looks at some waiver wire guys that are on the wire right now that you could be picking up and have some good weeks ahead of you. So let's jump right into it. So let's start with the dessert, the stud muffins, those guys that were going out and balling today. No Cooper Cup on this list today. It was a a horrible outing out, you know, in L.A. versus Arizona. And you won't be hearing any Rams players on this stud muffin report. So let's start with Cordero Patterson. We need to start taking him serious, man. Thirty four fantasy points, first of all, three touchdowns, and he's leading the Falcons. In fantasy points, this is nuts to me. Cordero Patterson needs comeback player of the year or breakout player of the year. He needs some, some type of award this year because this is insane. He is literally becoming a start and forget guy week after week he can do it all he's running the ball he's catching the ball I don't know is he the water boy you know when the defense is out there I I don't know but Cordero Patterson is doing it all and he's definitely a lock in a lot of flex positions moving forward I definitely got some shares of him in the early you know week one week two so I definitely feel as though if you see him on the wire which is very unlikely at this point, but if you do see him, because he's not up there in the high 90% yet, but there is a chance in your league, if he's out there, go get him. Go get him, put him in your lineup, and you will be set up to bring home the gold. So, next, the next up, Muffin. This is crazy, because in a lot of my leagues, I had to face Tyreek Hill. He exploded today for 186 yards. Three touchdowns. That's 42 fantasy points, depending on the format you guys are playing in. But man, Tyreek Hill blew up today. He put up a three pack on my head in a lot of leagues where I'm just like, I'm going to bed now. This was a one o'clock game, and I'm like, I'm going to bed now because it there's no return, there's no coming back. So that was a uh, not fun to face Tyreek Hill today. And uh, if you ended up having Tyreek Hill in your lineup, you know, congrats to you. But I do not like you. <laughs> But moving on to the next Dud Muffin. Now, Sam Darnold, man, he showed up and showed out even though the Panthers lost. I definitely think, you know, Sam Darnold moving forward, he's definitely a guy you can have on your roster. You can definitely have him in your starting lineup. Two touchdowns today. And listen to this two rushing touchdowns. Also, on top of that, and he is leading the league in rushing touchdowns, people. He has five for the season. And, uh, I only see him doing a little bit more than what we expected, you know, in the off season, but moving forward, he looks like a guy I could put in my QB one position going, going forward. And I definitely think, you know, Sam Darnold missing CMC. Hey, we got, we got Sam Darnold wheels. I don't, I don't have a cool catchphrase or a cool name for him yet, but Sam Darnold's has definitely shown that he could use the wheels and the Adam Gates curse is broken and Adam Gates shouldn't even be allowed to coach, you know, uh, a women's basketball team or, uh, uh, high school team, nothing he shouldn't be able to do anything, he should not be able to coach anything. And I'm sorry, he falls in that category of never getting a job again. Of Jeff Fisher, so moving on to another stud muffin. Now, the next stud muffin, man, I've been screaming this for the last year. Debo Samuel is not to be messed with when he is healthy, he is a complete all around good wide receiver, man. 35. 0.7 fancy points, and I definitely want to emphasize on his stats, man. The 12 targets, he is the leading target last week, and I definitely think, you know, eight catches, two touchdowns, he's doing it all, running the ball in, Run, it, it doesn't matter. Debo Samuel is legit. He is going to be a guy that is going to explode week after week, and I have a lot of shares of Debo Samuel. So I'm sitting here happy, but, you know, some people in the offseason were telling you to – Draft Brandon Ayuk, Yeah. Oof on that. So uh, there was no Brandon Ayuk news worth mentioning. Today only had, uh, I think, one catch. So, yeah, Debo Samuel putting that stamp on that. He is the actual, the true wide receiver one. So now, unfortunately, we have to move to some duds. Some guys that just didn't show up today. It was just like, were you guys on the bus? Were you guys in your city? Were you guys home on the couch? I, I don't know. But these guys did not show up. So. Miles Gaskins, man, I do not understand why the Dolphins wanted to lean on Malcolm Brown to be the lead carrier. Not that he did anything on the ground either, but I'm just saying. Man, Miles Gaskin only had two carries for three yards. That is embarrassing. That is not anything, you know, worth in the fifth round price tag that he had on him. And it's like having a fifth round ADP, supposedly being the lead back, the workhorse, all these things were all coach talk in the offseason saying they're gonna ride with Miles Gaskins. And we did not see that, you know, last week. And I definitely feel as though Miles Gaskins moving forward, you're gonna have a big question mark on him. You're you're not gonna be able to put him in starting lineups. And uh, be comfortable. You're going to be stressed the entire game. So two carries, three yards is a little alarming. not sure if he got hurt. I'm not sure, you know, if that was the game plan to have Malcolm Brown more involved. I'm not too sure. But uh, moving forward, it's going to be a big question mark. And I don't feel safe with my gas and shares right now. Yeah. So moving on to Odell Beckham. Came back last week. He put some fancy points on the board but completely shat the bed. Shat he shat the diapers, shat the bed, shat all over the floor. 5 points is what we got out of OBJ this week. So I definitely think, you know, Two catches, seven targets, that's looking like there's a chemistry problem going on. I understand he was out with injuries, so therefore he didn't have that much time, you know, to build with, you know, Baker in the offseason, etc. etc. But seven targets, two catches, this does look like a chemistry thing other than the talent or, you know, saying Baker's not playing well, et cetera, et cetera. It came out with a dub today, but what I'm saying really is, is that Odell Beckham, I think we need to just pump the brakes on him, putting him in starting lineups. We need to just let him just be great on the bench because we already went like three weeks without him or two weeks without him. So it's kind of like there's no real high demand to throw him in starting lineups or anything like that. But, again, you guys do what you want. You guys draft him. You deal with that headache. I'm the big advocate of don't ever, don't ever touch Odell Beckham. But, hey, I got to speak for the people who do have shares of Odell Beckham. It's just not looking good, man. It's not looking good. I really feel like, you know, why I miss key here. So it's good that he gets the seven targets, but it's the chemistry. It's the timing. It's like little mental mistakes between Baker and Odell Beckham. And I just don't want to deal with the headache. I don't want to overthink it, man. Like, I don't want to put Odell Beckham in my starting lineup on a Sunday and then have to worry about, you know, all four quarters if he's going to be able to catch the ball. So again, Odell Beckham is a stud, talented wide receiver. Baker is a good, manageable quarterback. I'm pretty sure they'll figure it out but i'm just not going to be sticking around trying to figure it out so moving on to travis kelsey man this was alarming man i, I was kind of like yo i hope he didn't get hurt but he didn't he was in the game he had six targets four catches but 23 yards so six point six fantasy points Ugh, not looking good from you know a guy that's going in the first round but again i don't think this is anything to be worth uh being alarmed about, like not, you know, trading Travis Kelsey or trying to bench him or anything like that. Travis Kelsey is still Travis Kelsey. He just had a bad game. I definitely think, you know, the Eagles had a good game plan to lock him up. Uh The six targets were, you know, basically, you know, normal targets that he'll see a volume of week to week. It was just that he just wasn't getting crazy yardage. Like he wasn't giving us no yak. He wasn't getting any red zone looks and stuff, and stuff like that. But again, we just chalk it down to a bad game and move on. Travis Kelsey is still, One of the top tight ends. He still remains, you know, a start and forget when it comes Sunday. So not too worried about that. So let's get into some veggies. I do not like veggies. I've said this before. I'm not a veggie guy, but I got to talk about the injuries, man. The injuries are literally the worst part about this show. Now, injuries, you know, they come and go. Some people are, you know, injury prone or just unlucky. That's what it really comes down to. But jumping into David Montgomery, man, he had himself a stud Muffin day as well, but he was taken out of the game with a knee injury. He's getting testing for MRIs, depending on the time you're watching this. It could be, you know, tomorrow. It could be tonight, et cetera, et cetera. I definitely feel as though David Montgomery is going to miss time because the knee injury didn't look good. He he was limping like hard body once he got off the field. And I definitely think uh, it would be worth. Noting that, you know, Damian Williams might be an early waiver wire pickup, but we'll get into that later. But Dave Montgomery dealing with a knee injury, and then we're jumping into the Broncos game. Teddy B was taken out. Teddy Bridgewater was taken out. Concussion. Uh, I'm pretty sure he'll be in concussion protocol. Drew Locke came in and stunk the place up. Uh, Will Fuller, he also had a hand injury as well. Oh, my God, he's injured. Pretends to be surprised. But, uh, yeah, Will Fuller went out with some type of hand injury, didn't return back to the game. Uh, Jimmy G. Uh, calf injury, took him out in the first half. Uh, We got to see a lot of Trey Lance. Trey Lance didn't look terrible. He, he looked good. You know, he was making some plays on the ground, a couple duck balls, little wobble balls, you know, but, hey, he was able to find, you know, uh, Debo Samuel wide open for a touchdown. So that's definitely comforting, giving him confidence moving into, you know, the further weeks if, you know, Jimmy G is going to be sidelined with this calf calf injury so no real update on that just all all these injuries are fresh so i'm pretty sure most of these guys they'll miss some time or you you know you'll see them next week so teddy bridgewater will possibly be the one that i'm talking about that would be back next week with concussion protocol it's he has a lot of time to go so i definitely think he'll be fine hopefully drew lock does not remain the starter moving forward please get get that man out of there So let's jump into some waiver wire pickups, some early looks, some guys you need to be looking at, putting on your roster, dropping the bums, dropping the bench warmers, getting these guys on your roster because they've been producing. So let's jump into some tight ends that are available on the wire for you. So Dawson Knox, I think we need to start taking him serious, man. He had a day today, two touchdowns. I definitely think Josh Allen is trusting him more. I definitely think Josh Allen is – being able to find him in the red zone, being able to not exactly lean on Diggs so heavily. Even though Diggs had a good game, he doesn't have to force the ball to Diggs because he has other playmakers out there, and Dawson Knox is stepping up. So with a 49% roster exposure, yeah, you need to be going to get him if you can. If you're streaming tight ends week to week or if you're in a situation where your tight ends aren't panning out, or where you're just in a rough spot with the tight end position, go ahead and pick up a Dawson Knox. I definitely have belief that the volume is there for him. He's seeing more targets after two weeks. So I'm definitely thinking, though, the usage, the target share, it's going up, man. It's definitely going up. So Dawson Knox is definitely in that. Next up, Dalton Schultz. I've been talking about this man for the last year on Real Deal Fantasy uh, YouTube podcast. So I definitely think, you know, he is worth picking up. I definitely am a fan of Blake Jarwin, but Dalton's just simply playing better. He's getting more targets. He's 38% roster exposure right now, so he is available on the wire. He is somebody you need to be taken serious moving forward. Dak is finding the man in the middle of the field, and he's finding him in the end zone as well. So, hey, Schultz definitely needs to be on your roster added. Next up, Max Williams for the Cardinals. Man, he is finding a way to get involved every single week now. The last two weeks, he's been lighting it up to where we're like, oh, whoa, who is this guy? So 4% roster exposure. I definitely think he's worth a look. He's definitely a red zone threat as well. I definitely think teams are locking up, you know, D-Hop. They're trying to find a way to take him out of the game. So we're not seeing all the red zone targets going to D-Hop. So it's nice to see Max Williams stepping in showing up and showing out. So with a 4%, 4%, very low, 4% roster exposure, you should be able to pick him up pretty easy. So I'm pretty sure this will be the week, the last week, you could probably see him at 4%. I'm pretty sure that's going to bump up because people are trying to find the latest tight end that's going to pop off. So I definitely think, you know, he's worth a pickup. Let's move into some wide receivers. Khalif Rahman for the Detroit Lions, man. 2% roster exposure. The targets are there. He is going to be a target for Jared Goff. He's looking like a solid, reliable target as well. So I think, you know, he's worth a look. But also next up, my boy, my dude, A.J. Green needs to be taken serious. He was able to find the end zone against my Rams. Tough loss, still a little fresh, tear down my ear, but down my ear, down my eye, man. What's going on? Anyway, AJ Green, 38% roster exposure. He is looking like the guy to be the number two wide receiver so him and basically Hop have the same target share people going into this week 18 aj green needs to be taken serious moving forward as a solid wide receiver to plug and play for the flex position because you got to remember these bye weeks are coming in these bye weeks are coming in at week six so therefore aj green on your bench should be a nice plug and play one of these weeks when you have a guy out you need guys that are not bench warmers you need guys that can show up when the name is called. So I would love to have AJ green on my bench waiting for these bye weeks to kick in. And then AJ green comes in, puts out like 16 points, which is fine. I mean, if you look at the last four weeks, he capped out at like six targets, six, 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 six The last four weeks. So I'm looking at it. Like, This is legit volume. Like, this is something I can deal with, you know, as a flex. So, I I definitely think A.J. Green with that 38% roster exposure needs to be picked up. Now, moving on to Damian Williams for the Bears, Bears running back. Now, Monty is likely going to miss some time. I'm going to say I don't want to be, like, jinxing it, but, like, at least – two to three games. It didn't, it didn't look that serious, but it did seem serious. As soon as he started limping off the field. So he's liable to miss time. So I'm just going to low ball and say like two to three games. He'll miss, but hopefully it's nothing more than that. I definitely think Damian Williams is worth the pickup. 13% roster exposure you need to be jumping on him. Now. If you want that Monty volume that, you know, Damian Williams brings, he definitely brings, you know, some looks out of the backfield, catching passes, etc. So he is a must grab at this point. So, Next guy I got from the Thursday night game, Samaj Piran, 28% roster exposure. Joe Mixon dealing with an ankle injury. He could have some time as well, a week or two, but he has a lot of time to rest up. But I'm still picking up Samaj just in case Joe Mixon does miss his next game because the volume can be there for Piran definitely going into next week. So if Joe Mixon likely to miss extended time, Piran, 28% roster exposure. What are we doing? Go get him. Go get him. So – That wraps up another great episode of the Fantasy Football Picks and Bets. And again, make sure you like and subscribe. Leave a comment below on what you guys think about the episode, man. Let me know what you guys think about my jersey. Is it fly? Is it loud? I love it. Manchester United fan, hopefully you guys like the episode. And please download the app or check out the website, prizepicks.com. Sign up using promo code MMN, and you guys will be set up for success. They're matching up to 100 bucks, people. Free money. Free money. Go get it, people. So I'll see you guys next week for another great episode. Peace.